I feel like when you take that pressure off the reward and that that breakthrough of like, ooh, I'm ready. Like when you take the pressure off of trying to find that defining moment and scale it back to looking at it as, okay, this happened, I learned from it, these are the things that I learned from, these are the new tools I got, and I'm just going to practice them, it makes life a little bit easier. And welcome back to another episode of The Breakthrough Room. Y'all, I don't know what it is, but the amount of feedback I've been recently getting just absolutely warms my heart. It makes me so happy to know that people get what I'm saying and I'm not just talking to myself in a room for no damn reason. So thank you so much for supporting the podcast. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with your friends because it really helps me out. I don't really promote this, so your word of mouth means everything. So today I am probably the most excited about this episode. I think I feel like that every time I record, I just get more excited, more excited. So whatever, take it, take it with a grain of salt then. But I'm excited. But this topic was inspired by a recent conversation that I had with a new friend of mine who's going through a transition in life. And he made a comment saying that he's met so many people who have gone through so many things in the last year or so, and we're all in this healing stage and not one person he's met is ready. And I was like, uh, one person right here I'm ready and he then asked me well how did you know you were ready at this point we're specifically talking about dating and relationships but truly this could be applied to anything in your life that you've been tackling and trying to overcome now at the time that I responded to him my answer I would say wasn't really that accurate because to be honest he kind of stumped me I don't think I really ever had this defining moment where I woke up and said, I'm ready. First, what I'm going to say is I've been working on my healing since after college. Before healing was a buzzword, before therapy was encouraged, before mental health was something to take seriously. It's just been how my brain's been working. I've just always been like this. I'm very much into learning why. Now at the time though, the majority of my work was all self-help based. It was books, it was YouTube videos, I wasn't really going to therapy. And when I went to therapy, it was for specific moments such as depression. Um, and truthfully, I did have a stigma towards therapy. I wasn't really proud to say, and it wasn't really talked about. And like a lot of people, when you go to therapy for specific events, we use therapy for that event. And then when we feel better, it's like, oh, we're done. We're great. Everything's nice. No shade to that. If that's what you need at that time, that's what you need at that time. But for me, looking back, I just didn't know any better. I'm just going to quickly insert this. I completely support self-help things. But when you're only working within yourself and you can't see outside yourself, that's when therapy is helpful because they can explain trauma responses, coping strategies, things that are happening outside of you. And that's where you can kind of put some of the pieces together that you just you just need that little little help. So anyway, I'm just going off on that because I want to make sure that that's clear. I support self-help, but I encourage therapy as well. If nothing else, do it for a year. My time during my self-help, I had this belief that I needed to fix myself. As if I had all these broken parts or missing pieces that needed to be healed. And if these pieces could not be completed and healed and filled by myself, then how could someone be in a relationship with me? That was kind of the approach I was taking. It was like, I'm incomplete. And until I'm complete, no one's going to like me, let alone love me. 
Christine 10 years ago wouldn't have said that. Like I wouldn't have used those words because I don't think that is what I realized I was doing, but my action said that. So for example, bodybuilding was a big piece during that time. But bodybuilding, I loved it. I still love it. And I hope one day I can get on the stage again, but it will be a different mentality and mindset that I'll have. But at that time, bodybuilding was really a reflection of my inner work. Think about it. I'm going to the gym. I'm on this diet. I'm doing all these daily exercises to get myself to a plate of certain conditioning, to build certain muscles, to um, perfect poses. Everything was about fixing, 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 improving. And at the end, the goal was to get first place. I would be rewarded with first place if I was good enough. And if I wasn't and I got second, third, fifth, or didn't even make first call out, we go back to the drawing board and we keep going. We keep chipping away and we keep fixing. That is what I was doing emotionally is that I was never lean enough. I was never conditioned enough. I was never big enough emotionally in that sense. And I kept going to the drawing board because I wasn't being rewarded with first place and or that great relationship. In addition to bodybuilding was also making it very, very easy for me to isolate myself and not put myself in positions to be with available men or to date because I lived this very extreme, unrelatable lifestyle. So That's what bodybuilding was doing for me. And I think that's important to say now because sure, you may not be in bodybuilding, but are you a workaholic? Because sometimes if you're in this place of feeling like you need to heal your emotional stuff so that you can be in a relationship, well, are you using work as your way of not presenting yourself and putting yourself in positions to actually be available for that relationship because you don't think you're, you're complete. So that is what I would say looking back as to what I was doing. Now, what truly changed it all for me was the pandemic. And I know a lot of people suffered in the pandemic, but I can't be afraid to share my story. And truly, the pandemic changed my life in a positive way. I had started therapy in January of 2020, and that was the beginning of when I said I wanted to go to therapy to learn myself, learn about myself. I wasn't trying to heal myself. I was trying to learn who I was. I don't look at healing as trying to fill gaps or fix things. Yes, there are certain events in our life that we need to let go of, and that's the healing that needs to be done, emotionally release and accept certain things, but In regards to fixing, there is no fixing. We have triggers, we have trauma responses, we have coping strategies, some are unhealthy. We just learn about them. That's how I look at healing now. I'm not looking to fix, I'm looking to learn. And the more I learn, the more equipped I will be to handle tough situations and complicated relationships. So in the pandemic, or my shutdown at least, in my job, was March. So I had already been in therapy. Bodybuilding was taken away from me. And all of my obligations to everything outside of me was no longer. I had no responsibilities or obligations to anyone outside myself. And I I just did what I wanted to do. And I needed that. I needed that. Now, okay, I'm extreme. This has been established. Apparently, I can't function in life without very extreme moments. And that's where I'm like, oh, okay, now we're going to shift. I don't know. I guess I'm stubborn that way. 
you don't need the world to shut down to go through your transition into whatever phase you want. You don't need that. I needed that. I don't know why. That is part of my crazy. But that is why the pandemic was so good for me. I was forced to not worry about other people. And during that time, I made the decision, found the strength and excitement to sell my house and move to Miami. And that's when everything began to shift. So now in Miami, I'm not thinking that I'm ready to date. Those are the last things on my mind. I am now in this exciting city. I am rebuilding my life. I am making new friends. I don't really have anyone around me. Everything is new and I get to create what it is that I want my life to be. So while I was hopeful that maybe I would meet a man, the right man, I was not thinking I'm ready. Those words were never coming out of my mouth. But what I was willing to do after I started to establish a little bit of my own life in Miami was to practice. One of my biggest blocks or a couple of my biggest blocks in relationships was that I struggled with connecting with people. I struggled in being vulnerable with people. And I really struggled in communicating who I was to people. And so what I was telling myself was I'm going to you know, go on these dating apps. I'm going to connect with people. And I, at this point, am only thinking I'm going to practice these things. If it leads to something, I am open to that. But all I'm thinking about is practicing and I get to try a new restaurant and maybe meet some cool people. And that's, you know, that's all I can do right now is focus on practicing. Nothing really came of it. Went on a couple dates with a couple people um, and that was fine. There was a few disappointments here and there, but overall I was just focused on the practice. And then I met someone. And this person was actually the last person when I when I referenced my heartbreak, my recent heartbreak, this is the person that I'm referring to. I met this person and one of the things he kept saying to me off the bat was I'm complete. And I'm just like you are smitten because I'm complete. Are you kidding me? Like I have all these holes. I'm trying to fix. I'm broken. I'm complete. What in the fuck are you talking about? But he said it so many times that one day I realized, no, maybe I am complete. Like these things I keep saying that I need to fix, I don't need to fix them. They are actually a part of my completion of who I am. These imperfections, these these my anxiety, whatever experiences that have led me to be who I am, good and bad, I am complete. That is who I am. But I've learned about them. I've learned about these things. I've learned new coping strategies. I've learned how to communicate differently. I've learned to accept that sometimes the response I get, I'm get, i getting from people is not a reflection of me. It's a reflection of them. So I did in that relationship start to actually believe that I was complete. This mindset I had of being broken was now shifting. And looking back, I was in that state of I'm practicing, right? I kept saying I'm practicing. But when I met him, I wasn't actually practicing. I was doing. And the guys before that, I didn't get a chance to really practice because they didn't really go anywhere. So if we're going to talk about practicing, he probably would have been the first one. But I wasn't. It wasn't practice. I was doing. I was communicating. I was being vulnerable. I was being who I am, like really who I am. I wasn't hiding. I was completely honest. I wasn't practicing. I was being. And I do credit him this because he gave me the space to do that. He accepted 
me. He listened. He respected what I had to say. He gave me a space to be flawed and still loved me as that. And the energy was reciprocated. We were both imperfect beings. We were going through different things. There wasn't a place of judgment. There wasn't any space of judgment. And so I do credit looking back, realizing now that that wasn't practice because I was ready. I didn't see it at the time, but I was ready because I was doing. So now prior to that person, you know, my fears of going into relationships wasn't due to the trauma or heartbreak of a recent relationship. It was more of just me not having the confidence in myself to know that I could do better, that I could pick out different men, that I could not repeat certain unhealthy patterns. That's truly what was holding me back from being ready. Whereas after that relationship ended, now my heart is broken. I'm going through the grief of the heartbreak, which was up and down a long process. And that place of not being ready was now influenced by a different situation. It was now influenced by the fear of by the pain of heartbreak and the fear of doing it all over again. And in this heartbreak experience, in this grief, I had this belief that the only way I knew I would be ready is if I stopped having feelings for this person. And I'm going to tell you right now that is not true. I still have feelings for this person. This person will always have a piece of my heart forever. But there came a point in this process that I accepted He will always hold that place in my life, but there will come someone else who's going to show me something new, a different version of it. And if nothing else, in the very least, it's going to be just as beautiful. Could be better. I don't know. I don't know that person yet, but I wasn't hoping for reconnection anymore because I accepted we are on two different paths. And honestly, that probably took me about, I would say around eight to 10 months to get to that point of accepting that I will always feel this way, but there will be someone else. So now here I am in a place of detachment and acceptance of that person. And I know that I'm good with letting go of the past, but the idea of putting myself out there was absolutely terrifying. It's like getting bit by a shark, healing from that, fully recovering, and then going back into the ocean, the same spot the shark bit you. You're going to be terrified. So I said to myself, okay, I am open. I am open to finding that person. But the only thing I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go out and practice. And I'm going to be very honest with the people I'm going out on dates that I'm not saying I'm practicing on them, but my goal is I'm, you know, going out, I'm getting to know people, I'm dating, I'm new to this city. I am open to something serious, but I am in no rush. And my focus in regards to like my interactions with people is focusing on the friendship of this relationship. Now, my words align with my actions. So if people don't get what I'm saying, that's their problem. I can't worry about that because some people they don't want to accept when you say, I'm not rushing, I'm dating other people, you know, my priorities is focusing on the friendship, like they, they don't want to hear it. That's not my problem. As long as I know that my actions and words align, that's their shit to deal with. So I'm very upfront in that. And after going on a couple dates and talking to a few different men, the fear has dissipated And I'm like, okay, I am ready. I'm still in a place where I'm not rushing. I'm still in a place where I want to focus on the friendship, but I'm not fearful. 
And if it happens, I'm ready. So if you're trying to figure out or you're hoping for that breakthrough moment where you're sitting in your cave and all of a sudden it comes to you where you're just like, oh, I'm ready to find my mans. Like for my experience, it does not happen like that. What's going to happen if you're at least like me, and I can't say that this is exclusive to everyone, when that moment hits you, you're already going to be in it because now you can step outside yourself and you'll see the progress you've made. You'll see how far you've come. And that's when you're like, oh shit, I guess I'm ready. That That's when that moment happens. Now, I want to be clear here. I'm not encouraging you to use people to heal. What I am encouraging you to do is to take some time to learn about yourself. And when you're not feeling as traumatized, start practicing. Whatever that looks like to you. Practicing could just be talking to people on the phone and not actually going on dates. Practicing in my case was talking to people on the phone and going on dates. And if you can say to yourself, I'm open to finding that serious person, but my goal right now and my only hope right now is just to have opportunities of practice, then great. If it happens, it happens. And if it evolves into something serious, fantastic. But if you can say that to yourself, you're probably more ready than you think you are. There is a difference between not having the confidence in being ready and being fearful. If you're not confident, practicing will help build the confidence. If you're fearful and insecure, then what's going to end up happening is you're going to run the second you're challenged because relationships, like I said, they're triggering. Even if you're casually dating, something is going to come up and If you're fearful and insecure, you're not going to be able to handle the most basic shit in a relationship. But practicing gives you those opportunities to use the skills, use your communication, try your coping strategies, use your self-talk, all that stuff you've learned. That's where that's going to happen. And I hope you found that encouraging. Um, I know I said you're literally not going to have a moment where you're like, hey, I'm ready. But I feel like when you take that pressure off the reward and that that breakthrough of like, whoo, I'm ready. Like when you take the pressure off of trying to find that defining moment and scale it back to looking at it as, okay, this happened. I learned from it. These are the things that I learned from. These are the new tools I got and I'm just going to practice them. It makes life a little bit easier. It makes it more enjoyable. It allows you to be more present in the situation and stop worrying about the anxiety of the future or making the same mistakes because we're not perfect. And again, it all comes back to the people that you're interacting with. If the people that you are dating are not as emotionally mature and can't allow you to be imperfect and can't allow you to communicate and can't allow you to express your feelings with compassion and grace they're not the right person they're not the right people and this isn't even in a romantic sense support looks like giving someone a space to be who they are flaws and all as long as they're doing the work to be accountable and um, do better then that is what support on the receiving end looks like so that's what you should be focusing on not focusing on that specific moment so thank you so much for listening guys and i will talk to you next week 